0: We are back.
1: We're back. Dave's super excited about it. Yeah,
0: this is a glum day.
1: Yeah, it's rainy and overcast, and mm. we like rain, but we don't like overcast.
0: It just makes me. But we to do nap. like outcast. I'm neutral on outcast. <laughs> um, yeah, right. Yeah, no, it's. I just had a horrible night trying to sleep last night. And <laughs> That's I'm, true. I'm just still feeling like garbage. Garbage day. <laughs> You're um, going
1: to have to explain that reference. No, I don't. Nope.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's just like one of those days. Kind of woke up a little little bit late myself. Eh, about normal. We ate Subway for lunch and that was fine.
1: Subway's always just fine.
0: I was thinking about this on the drive home from Subway, too. I was like, well, we're eating Subway, so we have about an hour and a half to do the podcast.
1: <laughs> well... Um, I have narrowed down, I scientifically narrowed down what at Subway was causing me stomach problems, so I'm fine. Uh Uh-huh. It's the ham, for the record.
0: (laughs) I don't know how you could be, I mean, I guess you did, you did the, you did the scientific method on it. You experimented around, ham is the loser.
1: I ate a sandwich and had extreme stomach, like, piercing stomach pains. Yeah. And I was like, okay, and so the next time I went there, I was like, I'll do it simpler. Um, So I think I got just ham Mm -hmm. instead of like, I originally got an Italian BMT. So I got just ham and I had piercing stomach pains. Mm -hmm. And the next time I got a sandwich, I just kept eating there, by the way, (laughs) but I was determined to scientifically figure it out. Um, so each time I change something, I keep everything else the same, all the same veggies, the same cheese, same bread, Mm -hmm. and just change one thing. So next time I got just a veggie sandwich. So no meat at all. So Mm -hmm. no ham and everything else the same, no stomach pains. Yeah. And every time I've eaten I haven't eaten there that often since then, but right. every time since I have avoided ham and I've been fine.
0: It isn't very good, and I don't <laughs> really know why I wanted it today.
1: Yeah, sometimes you want garbage food.
0: I guess I did. I don't know. Something to, I just the thing is,
1: it's not bad. It's just not that great either.
0: You see that article that was going around about how Subway can't literally like they can't even call its bread bread in Ireland, I think, because it doesn't meet the legal definition of bread. <laughs> That's dumb. Because it's got too much sugar in it to be considered bread.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Like, I guess the argument was something to do with, like, whether or not... They have to call it cake. (laughs) It was like, if people can spend their, like, essentially, like, government subsidized food budgets on Subway, if it, like, qualifies for government aid, and apparently it's too sugary to be bread. I think it was Ireland.
1: (laughs) I would be curious if they're applying... That amount of scrutiny to everything across the board. like I don't know. McDonald's? We're calling that food.
0: I mean, yes, but you might probably also be able to argue their buns aren't bread. <clears throat> I don't know.
1: Right, I, but I'm saying if, if you're putting this level of scrutiny and saying that people can't use government assistance for it because their bread isn't bread, then <laughs> you need to apply that level of scrutiny to every fast food chain. Yeah. I'm not defending... Sandwich factory, I'm just saying.
0: You mean Subway.
1: Subway. I will (laughs) always
0: defend sandwich factory. That's a local chain. See, sandwich factory is the definitive good sandwich. Yes. I don't know why. I mean, I guess because Subway is like two minutes from our house. Yeah. That's what happens. And
1: sometimes you want to eat garbage. Yeah. Lunch meat flavored garbage.
0: Mm -hmm. So that was breakfast. Slash Uh, lunch. (laughs) Slash lunch. We've been watching the newsroom.
1: I was going to bring that up.
0: Um, mentioned it on the DudeCast recently uh, and was talking to Chris about it as well. But that show feels so <laughs> relevant right now.
1: So what everyone knows from this show is what goes around the Internet. It's one specific clip. Mm-hmm. And it's actually um, the beginning of the show. It's it's the jumping off point of the show. But it's this news anchor basically ripping a, a college Like a woman in college, a new one, because she asked basically what makes America, the United States of America, the best country or the greatest country to you. And his answer was basically that it's not. And he goes on this tirade. Mm -hmm. And in the show, it's the jumping off point because it kind of tanks his career for a bit because like you can't have... A nightly news show and have credibility and tell the world that you think America's a pile of garbage. <laughs> so,
0: but it also like I think it works in <laughs> his favor because yeah, well it's
1: like the aftermath of that. Like we come in, they show that, and then like they pick up a a couple months after that, and there's big changes happening in the newsroom and all this stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's it's the thing I love about that clip going around is like everyone loves it because there's so much truth to it. And it resonates with us. Mm-hmm. This show is from when?
0: It's uh, It came on the air in 2012.
1: So there's some distance between us and this show. And the show is topical for the time that it was on. mm mm-hmm. um, but it's still, it holds up, and it's, like, relevant still, and it's really sad how relevant it is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, it's just, like, shocking it's how really little well has done. changed in eight years.
1: It's really well done, and, and Jeff Daniels is great in it, and yeah. uh, who's the guy? Sam? The guy who plays Charlie? Oh, um, I forget that. Sam thing. Waterston. Sam Waterston was in it. Yeah. Looking the same as Sam Waterston always <laughs> looks and, I like, yeah. don't understand.
0: The thing that keeps driving me nuts is I can't remember the the name of the woman that plays Mackenzie.
1: I always forget her name, too.
0: But she's so good. But
1: she's also great. Everyone in that show is great.
0: Yeah. Uh, so we've been watching that.
1: It's, and that's all we've been doing.
0: <laughs> kind of. It's, it's a big thing we've been filling our time with, anyway.
1: Last night um, was a Monsters of the Week night, but we've kind of put pause on playing the game because... When we started, it was just supposed to be a thing we did during quarantine, and the person running it didn't expect quarantine to go for eight months. And... You can say
0: Kirsten. Yeah. People know Kirsten. So, yeah,
1: that's right. <laughs> so sometimes Kirsten needs a little bit of a break. Yeah. And as we all do. So we did something different last night. We hung out on Discord, and we did a couple Hunt a Killer boxes. Yeah. Yeah. That our friend Jessica bought.
0: Yeah, that reminds me. I got to get in on uh, <clears throat> paypal over to uh, Jess for the, uh, the yeah, next. Yeah,
1: we got to b- throw a couple bucks at her.
0: Yeah, uh, because that was a lot of fun. Those boxes have gotten way more interesting, I think.
1: So Dave had bought me a Hunt Killer box, and I feel bad, like, saying it wasn't the best because you bought it for me, and I did appreciate you buying it for me. I didn't, but make, like,
0: I didn't make the Hunt a Killer box. I don't feel bad.
1: It's true. I'm glad. <laughs> but... It started pretty good, but I will say the problem I had with mine was that some of the puzzles were easy enough to figure out, or at least to know what you had to do to figure them out. Mm -hmm. But some of them was just like reaching. Yeah. Like sometimes you just had to notice a particularly weird phrase and Google it to find out that it, oh, it's actually a kind of cipher and then learn how to do that cipher. like.
0: There's something fun about that, but I think maybe more so in the context of working with the greater community of (laughs) puzzle solvers. Yeah. Because when they
1: also do have a Facebook page and you can collaborate with people on it, but I don't like most other people. So.
0: (laughs) Well, this is just the thing is like you can be really, really coded with your uh, clues and someone out there will get it. And so a lot of people working on it together I mean, maybe you want to bias against it being too easy because someone will catch some crazy little detail. So I get that.
1: I I think they started pretty ambitious. It was one of the earlier ones, I think, and Mm. it was just, it didn't, it it wasn't as good as I think they wanted it to be. It wasn't (laughs) as good as I wanted it to be. The early parts of it were pretty good, and it was interesting. The conclusion was kind of dumb. Yeah. (laughs) It just wasn't that great, and it was disappointing to me. Um, This one so far that Jessica got is really cool. Um, The premise is essentially like you're a private eye helping solve a cold case that took place 80 Mm -hmm. years ago, and each episode you're kind of given a different question you have to answer for the episode, which is like um, the first one was like, hey, try to figure out what the murder weapon could have been. Second one is try to rule one of the suspects out kind of thing. So I, I think the goals are a little more within reach because they narrow it down a little bit and it's not so broad of like try to figure out what's going on. Yeah, right. OK, well, try to figure out what's going on. <laughs> OK, well, try to figure out what's going on. Yeah, like
0: little <laughs> subcomponents of the greater mystery kind of gives yeah. you like a little something easier to do- tear off.
1: Guides you a little better. And also all the ciphers, they give you kind of like a guide for them,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which some people would probably find too easy. And to that, I would say, then don't use a cipher guide. Yeah, probably. But, um,
0: but I kind of I, think you need, I kind of, I don't know, I think you kind of need Yeah. to, I don't know, I could be wrong.
1: But I appreciated that it seemed like they put a lot more thought into like, Okay, people were getting frustrated because mm. things were kind of all over the place. So we reined it in. We've given you a little more guidance as far as what you're supposed to be doing in each episode, and some guidance as far as like what kinds of ciphers could be used. Yeah. So you could figure out what you have to do. It was it was fun. And because we did it in a group We got through two of them in like three hours or something. So mm-hmm. Which they estimate each box to take 90 minutes to 90 minutes to three hours.
0: Yeah, Well, that we basically we came in under time on that, which was good.
1: Yeah. So she had stopped it after two boxes just to see if it was something that we were going to enjoy. And we really did. And we like the story. It's really interesting. So we're going to pitch in and uh, buy the next couple.
0: Have we done an episode since the election?
1: I don't know.
0: What's today's date?
1: Today is November 15th.
0: So, no, we haven't. Because two <clears> weeks ago <throat> would have been our last one, right? Yes. Or did we do... No, we did one last week. No. No? did one two weeks ago. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so we probably haven't. We probably did one on the first. The day after Halloween. Yes, we did. Do you, mm. you want to talk about this at all?
1: <laughs> um... I oh got so, it. So re- I am sorry. It really is hard to keep track of, like, when we've done this and what we've talked about, what we haven't talked about. Um, that's right. We did. The first was our last episode.
0: Right. Which means we have not had a chance to talk about the beautiful the beautiful thing that happened where Rudy Giuliani gave a press conference from a landscape par- uh, company parking lot <laughs> yeah. and how fantastic and hilarious that was. Uh, it's been a weird couple of weeks since the election, for sure.
1: I am glad that it looks like Joe Biden will be the next president.
0: Yes. Mm. Uh, it's it's all but certain. Actually, today, for like the, the first time since the election, Trump acknowledged that he lost.
1: Oh, wow. Um, That's a big step.
0: But then immediately backtracked and went to say, well, I only lost because he cheated. Ow. So like it didn't last long, maybe an hour before he corrected himself back on Twitter. <sighs> um but it's a it's a step in the direction of acknowledging reality so that's all right
1: let's think about the fact that that statement was about our current president
0: <laughs> just acknowledging reality being a, a virtuous yeah thing the to do. a
1: step towards acknowledging reality is a is a positive for our one of the world leaders
0: <laughs> I know it's crazy it really is um I don't know. I,
1: so before the election, I was trying not to be too positive because that bit us on the butt the last time. But we yeah. voted early.
0: Yeah, we did. We we went to the Mahoning County Board of <laughs> Elections, which, by the way, I had never seen the Oak Hill Cemetery that is across the street.
1: It's beautiful.
0: It's a freaking gorgeous it cemetery. It
1: doesn't look like it belongs in Youngstown, Ohio. Actually... I wasn't sure I wanted to do Helltown as an episode because I didn't necessarily think there were a lot of meat on Damn Bones. (laughs) Um, But I was thinking of trying to do something local. Yeah. And looked up the Oak Hill Cemetery because it was after we saw it. I was like, I wonder if there's any creepy stories about Oak Hill Cemetery. I didn't find anything. I mean, I'm sure there are, but everything I found was like the history of it, which is interesting, but not like to the greater population. It was Mm. just like these are the people who were originally buried there, and and it was expanded at this point in time, and then these things were built, and then this part of it was relocated. It was stuff like that. It was like not that interesting to anybody else. We should try to get our own urban
0: (laughs) legend started about the Oak Hill Cemetery. (laughs)
1: So somewhat related to this, um, Aubrey had come to me. I didn't even, I forgot to tell you because you can't see the messages on the Goose Chase Facebook.
0: Right, yeah. Not not being on Facebook, I don't have access to our Goose Chase inbox, so.
1: Um, she had messaged me and said that she would like to do some on-the-ground reporting. Ooh. About local ghost stories because she knows there's a lot of them. And, um... One in particular is the Calvin Theater. Okay. And obviously she has acquaintances with, uh, I forget his name, Rob, out of the Calvin Theater. They run the oh, Rust uh, Belt Theater yeah, right. Company. Oh, Rob, so, Rob Jokey. Yeah, so that's one person she might look into talking to and a couple other people, and, and I told her to take as long as she wants. And whenever she feels she has done the reporting she wants to do, she can do an episode. She'll be on our on-the-ground reporter on uh, Youngstown ghost ghosty stuff.
0: I think she should get, like, cell phone video.
1: I told her if she wants to record um, any of these interviews and they want to consent to us using the recordings we can, or she could just write it down and yeah, report sure. back on it, whatever they're comfortable with and she's comfortable with. But we, I told her we can splice in any audio.
0: That'd be awesome. There's yeah. some, something about the Calvin <clears throat> Center that spooks me out.
1: Yeah, well, it's kind of, it's got that, it's old enough uh-huh. that it's
0: believable. It kind of, if you picked it up out of where it is and dropped it into like uh, the middle of like a, I don't know, like maybe like a historic neighborhood, it would look like the haunted house in that block. It's just yeah. got, it's multiple stories. It's got kind of a courtyardy front with a little fence It runs around it, and I, don't I know. think
1: also it's because of like it's such a multi use building,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it, there's so many different things involved. So there's a part that looks like a theater, uh-huh. and if you go in one entrance, it looks completely different from if you go in it's, another it's entrance. A high school it's gym like, in the back, right? It's 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 a super church in the front, church yeah. in the
0: front, gym in the back.
1: It as is the usual,
0: yeah. That's the expression. I don't know. What I'm Actually, about. yeah, um, that's usual. So yeah, it's definitely. And I don't know what's on those upper floors.
1: I've never gone up there.
0: Yeah, I feel like I would be creeped Ghost.
1: out.
0: There. <laughs> so this yeah, this is where we keep the ghosts.
1: So that's something to look forward to in the somewhat distant future.
0: Yeah, that'd be sweet.
1: She wants to take her time with that, and also right now with COVID, you know, not as easy to.
0: Yeah, just going anywhere. Do that kind of stuff, yeah.
1: but. Hopefully she'll be able to do some of that fairly mm-hmm. soon. But That'd be sweet. Yeah, I told her I thought it was a great idea and that I unleashed her to do what she wanted to do <laughs> and anything is fine with us. So. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that actually. It'll be fun. Yeah, mean. I think I think it's time okay. to bring a little fun Back to the goose chase. It's
0: time to make this entertaining. goddammit. it.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've just been blathering on mm-hmm. about boring topics like <sighs> ghosts and our politics and 10-year-old yeah. TV shows. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I've enjoyed that conversation. I think it was entertaining, but I think we've got a game to play. All
0: right. I'll play a game, but only if you name it and explain it in meticulous detail. <clears throat> I can do both of those
1: things. Great. It's Trues and news.
0: You need to, me. to tell me? You to tell me why you wouldn't happen to me. It's time for truth and truth. to play Everyone's playing. Everyone's playing the famous game. a famous game. Famous game. The game that's taken in. the internet by storm. Time for and a Merv Griffin production. Alright, mm. tell me about Trues and news.
1: Trues and news is a game, a fun little game, an internet game that's sweeping the nation in which I will tell you one true news story, the truth, one, two false news stories, the news. You will stop making that face immediately <laughs> and you will tell me which is the truth. Nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's try to do the Andrew WK thing where you just slowly make a more insane face <laughs> over time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is
1: a really funny gag. All
0: right. Yeah, let's do it.
1: Ready for number one? I am. Voter fraud ruffles New Zealand Bird of the Year competition.
0: <laughs> um oh God, you really can't rule anything out in 2020, can you?
1: Number two. Hasbro plans to resuscitate a classic by releasing Life 2020 edition, which has been updated to include life cards for catching COVID-19 and getting stung by murder hornets.
0: No. (laughs) I hope that's not real. I can't (laughs) have all this real life tragedy in my board game time. Number three. No one plays Life anyways. That's true.
1: Peruvian man penalized for pet kinkajous pocket picking capers.
0: For... I'm... Picking a peck of pickle peppers, what?
1: (laughs) Peruvian man penalized for pet kinkajous pocket picking capers.
0: I don't even know what a kinkajou is. Is that a Pokemon? It sounds like a Pokemon. It's
1: not a Pokemon. (laughs) It's an actual animal.
0: Okay. I'm going to need to hear all those again, please.
1: Okay. Number one, voter fraud ruffles New Zealand bird of the year competition. Number two, Hasbro plans to resuscitate a classic by releasing Life 2020 edition, which has been updated to include life cards for catching COVID-19 and getting stung by murder hornets. Okay. Number three, Peruvian man penalized for pet kinkajous pocket-picking capers.
0: <laughs> I, okay, I don't even know what that animal is. but Look I Look up a kinkajou. Right. Now? I give
1: yes, I give you I'll look up a kinkajou I was and show say, you a What if I
0: come across a headline and I'm like, oh boy, that's it.
1: That's true. I don't want that. Let me uh, show you a picture of a kinkajou.
0: Okay. I think that's the one though. <clears throat> I think it's gonna be my guess. But I need to see what this animal is. Aw. Small it's, enough to pick up. It's like a lemur. Or uh I think
1: they might be kind of related to raccoons. They're like Oh, they got really weird long tongues too.
0: Yeah, they do. <laughs> it looks like a little lemur. Yeah, they're weird uh, little dudes. Um, that's my guess. There's no okay. I don't think it's the like COVID in the board game. I just can't see them being cruel enough to do that. And um, voter fraud over bird competition might be real, but I'm gonna bypass it. I'm going on for for number three.
1: You're incorrect. No. A Peruvian man was not penalized for his pet kinkajou's pocket-picking <laughs> capers. That was all me.
0: Okay, pretty good. <laughs> pretty damn good. Please tell me it's the first one. Yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> yes, I made up the fact that Hasbro would be releasing a
0: board game. I was like, "There's no way they're cruel enough to put COVID in a board game. They just, there's no, no
1: way." No, it's already a really horrible board game. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they're not gonna like make playing. it worse. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, I, I think it's a game that does need an update, but I don't think 2020 is when
0: to do it. I think the idea of a game where you like meet a member of the opposite sex and then re- reproduce with children and all of that it just feels like very, very narrow version of life, quote, end quote. Yeah, it,
1: it needs an update. Yeah. But not strictly based on 2020, you please. Know, need, you know,
0: they need to make life for dinks. Where, you know, like you don't have kids and you also don't get to retire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just yeah. work and work and work and don't so have do children. So do you
1: want to hear about how there was voter fraud in the New Zealand Bird of the Year competition? Yeah, I think I have to now. Um, So this is actually kind of a cute, lighthearted story. Uh, apparently every year. <laughs> New Zealand does a bird of the year because they have lots of fascinating birds. Yeah. Um, And I'm just going to read you this article because it's not long and it's pretty cute. Evidence of election rigging has roiled New Zealand's bird of the year competition after a case of ballot box stuffing has threatened to derail avian democracy. (laughs) This is from I read that line and went. I don't know if this is real. I don't know (laughs) if I can use it. And then I looked at where it was from and it was NPR and I was like, I'll allow it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And NPR gets, uh, definitely gets, uh, I I take (laughs) them seriously here.
1: Yeah. Suspicion began. I mean, it's tongue in cheek, but it's still a thing that actually happened. Suspicion began when organizers received more than 1500 votes sent from the same email address early Monday. Each vote was in favor of the little spotted Kiwi. Kiwi puku puku, <laughs> according to a statement from Forest and Bird, a conservation organization that runs the election. Mm-hmm. It's a little weird that the conservation side is the one running an election. I don't know <laughs> if that's fair.
0: <laughs> yeah, really. Where's the completely equal anti wildlife? You know, <laughs> we got to balance everything. I propose that we put some people who deliberately shoot endangered (laughs) birds in that, in that group.
1: Anyway, that was my bad joke because conservation kind of sounds like conservative.
0: Oh, no, I, that's not how I took that at all.
1: Yeah, that's where I was going with that. (laughs) That is an amazing bird. It deserves all the support, but unfortunately these votes had to be disallowed and they've been taken out of the competition. Forest and Bird spokeswoman Laura Kuhn told NPR's Weekend Edition. Mm. The annual event is more than just a bird popularity contest. The conservation group Forest and Bird runs the election-based competition to help raise awareness about New Zealand's native bird species, many of which are endangered. I can only assume that people get really excited about New Zealand's native birds, she said, reasoning why someone would want to cheat. We are a land of birds, and we have some of the most amazing and unique species. The race isn't over yet, voting closes Sunday, but Kuhn says the disqualification immediately lifted one species legitimately to top billing, the kakapo, a rare nocturnal bird known for its owlish beak and yellow-green coloring, and the only flightless parrot in the world. as of Friday, the Antipodian albatross, a critically endangered seabird, had swooped to the top of the leaderboard <laughs> Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, however, threw her support behind the Black Petrol again this year, Kuhn reported. The hee-hee, also known as the stitch bird, earned an official endorsement from a sex toy retailer. I, just, I love this what? article because it goes <laughs> everywhere. The adult toy megastore extolled the polyamorous bird, which boasts unusually large testicles <laughs> and engages in face-to-face mating, as a leader of the sex positivity movement among songbirds. Wow. Everyone gets in on this context in New Zealand. <laughs> and as I was reading this, I was like, what has COVID done to New Zealand? <laughs> but Not, this nothing, might just actually. be New Zealand
0: Ironically <laughs> This is just New Zealand <laughs> They're one of the only nations that lock themselves down so well that they're fine <laughs>
1: So this is just how New Zealand is Yep. Um, in an honorable move The 2019 winner The Yellow-Eyed Penguin Has decided to sit out this year's competition To let his winged counterpart shine Despite the alleged fraud, the littlest kiwi still has a shot at the crown if it picks up enough votes. I'm After- sorry, which one? The littlest kiwi. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, right.
1: After all, the underdog species once made a stunning comeback from mainland extinction. If you really love the kiwi, Pooka get out and campaign for them in Bird of the Year. We don't want to see any more cheating. The Birds campaign manager Emma Rawson said in the press release earlier this week, as New Zealand's national emblem, Little Spotted Kiwi represents New Zealanders' values of democracy, fairness, equality, and honesty.
0: Wow. I'd just like to take a moment to reflect on the fact that you have people here in America who, you know, like the law and order (laughs) people who say, we are a nation of laws. And then you have New Zealanders who say, we are (laughs) a nation nation of of birds. birds. (laughs) I want, <laughs> I want to spend some time in a nation of birds. Yeah, I think that sounds great.
1: Make America birds
0: again. Just make us all birds.
1: The thing is, though, if you made America birds again, it would just be a whole lot of turkeys, probably, and vultures and things like no, not the, cute birds. The, we yeah, don't the, got kiwis. The
0: Bald eagle.
1: The bald eagle.
0: Yeah. Mm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Lots of intimidating the birds. The littlest kiwi. The littlest kiwi.
0: Yeah. That's a. I like that. I just like that they care enough about birds to get all. I thought it was a funny.
1: It was like a cute story, and like everyone gets into it. The sex soy company's in on it, the prime minister's in on it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was nice.
0: It was nice. It
1: was nice. And I stumped you.
0: You did. You got me. I uh, got you
1: with the Kinkajou capers.
0: It sounded real. And also I like there's this thing that sort of happens sometimes when you're looking for like your true news story. There's a lot of these like sort of. How do I I put it? (laughs) Stuff that sounds like you've heard it before, like borderline, like uh, urban legendy kind of thing where it's like, oh, yeah, the guy who trained his (laughs) animal to pickpocket people got arrested. Right. And, And I just thought you must have found an article like that, although like Nine there times was out of a ten... movie
1: in which this happened with a tiny monkey <laughs> mm-hmm. or something along I, those
0: I feel things. like nine times out of ten that stuff comes out of, like, Indian newspapers on the Not <laughs> the Onion subreddit. There's, like, lots of stories like that that come out of, like, I don't know, like...
1: I also want everyone to know how much thought I put into these. Yeah. Because... I try to make them as real as I can. Yeah. Like, I base them in places where it could happen. Kinkajous are from South America. Mm-hmm. They are found in Peru, mm-hmm. and you are allowed to own them as pets <laughs> in Peru. Right. Like, this is all real.
0: So what you're saying is that the... It's plausible.
1: It is plausible that that could happen. <laughs> that I tried to make these, like... That's why I pick like a city name. Like, mm-hmm. I will go searching for like a small town in Indiana and pick one that I think suits the story. Like, I actually think about this shit. Yeah. I don't just like, th- of course, I wanted to say Peruvian man penalized for pet kinkajous pocket picking capers. But, and the plausibility there was that of that, behind it. man's it's plausible the, as well. The Peruvian I just need you.
0: <laughs> plausibility of the. Dang it, I can't get all the peas right.
1: I'm positive there's po- <laughs> I'm positive there's possibility to the Peruvian man penalized for pet kinkajous pocket picking capers. Perfect. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you got me. That's good.
1: 50. Oh no!
0: Oh no! What happened to the second half of your horn? <laughs> it disappeared. Did, did it break? Yeah. Let me try to hold
1: on. Let me get. Let me get another horn. Mm-hmm. Russell. 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 <laughs>
0: I unplugged my phone. Why did you do that? You unplugged your headphones in an <laughs> yeah. attempt to look like you're doing something. You yeah. actually unplugged your headphones. Uh, in
1: order, in an attempt to look like I was rustling around under the table for our podcast, I unplugged my
0: headset. I want you to know what that looked like to me. Is <laughs> you're just like making a big goofy face, like, huh? and then you just pick up, like, and just hold it in front of me, like, Duh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, is this necessary? <laughs> is this a part of the act like, look, look what I got oh, uh, that's silly
1: uh yeah I was looking for my other clown horn <laughs> since <laughs> I broke the first one.
0: Uh, <laughs> evidently you didn't find it.
1: Oh no, I did. I have it right here Oh okay Foof it. oh, great, it works
0: pretty well, okay. <laughs> I'll tell you what, let's take a break. I don't think this is gonna be a long episode. I really right. don't, but mm-hmm. uh, I have a topic for you, so let's take a break. we'll come back. Ooh, stretching. All right, let's cut before we fall asleep. <laughs> yep, let's uh, take a break. We'll be back with our main segment for this episode. <laughs>
1: Stick around. <laughs> We're back. And we're back.
0: You got all your giggles out of your system?
1: Let's hope so.
0: Yeah.
1: I was laughing so hard I couldn't (laughs) breathe.
0: It really did look fantastic.
1: (laughs) So what happened was that I forgot that you couldn't hear what happened when I unplugged my headphones. So suddenly I had no sound. And I was like half shocked, but I was still doing like a sticky thing. So when I held up the cord, it looked like I was really thrilled about it. But I was like shocked and panicking.
0: <laughs> you look you look just delighted.
1: Uh, <sighs> that's really that's one for the psych podcast.
0: Um, so <clears throat> let me talk for a minute about this episode. I'm hoping this is not a waste of time. Always a good way to start. (laughs) Honestly, sometimes I can't tell. I don't know. Like, I think I know what's important or what's important to me. Dave. Yeah.
1: We don't get paid to do this. It's all just a waste of time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. Um, It's uh, hours we don't get back.
1: So So my answer is, yes, it's a waste of time. Sure.
0: And don't worry about it.
1: Yeah. No more of a waste of time than any other episode. Mm -hmm. And the people who enjoy listening to it. We'll enjoy listening to it, and yeah. that's why we do it for those three people and for us.
0: So I want to start off by saying this is a topic that I was not expecting. I didn't know existed, and I completely stumbled into it via Reddit.
1: Yeah, I was going to say you found it scrolling through Reddit.
0: <laughs> yes. Um. So I want to talk kind of what, about how that happened. Is I was on a subreddit called Black Magic Fuckery. Have you ever seen that subreddit? No. So it's actually really cool. I mean, it's like it's stuff that looks impossible or really surprising. And l- that like you almost are like, OK, what happened? Yeah. Like, this is what's happening. Magic. Here? How did this work? Um, I think one of the ones that pulled me in in the first place was just <clears throat> like some deer blind, like a little tent that uh, from the outside is fully camouflaged. But from the inside, it's like practically it's like a one way uh, mirror almost that, like on the inside. You can see everything. Huh. And it works really well, like to the point that the it's like they go around it with a camera and you're like, OK, it's a tent. <laughs> and then they go inside and you're like, oh, my God, I can see everything around me from in here. So that hmm. kind of is what pulled me in. Just like looking at cool stuff like that. Right. Um, and I stumbled across a post by a guy who made his own homemade hologram, which I told you a little bit about last night.
1: <clears throat> yes.
0: So um, it's. It's a hologram plate. I'm sorry. What
1: would you call this topic? What
0: I'm getting to that?
1: Okay. because
0: I have to set it up almost. I feel like is so (laughs) it's like a really cool little hologram of like a a couple of toys arranged. It was like kind of a weird image because it's like a dude with a sword and like a pig on its side. Mm -hmm. So it kind of looks like someone (laughs) slaughtering a pig or something. Right. And I was curious about how this was made. And there wasn't that many comments on the original post. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go into this guy's posts like his history and see what he might have told other people about how he did it because i have no idea how holograms are made yeah and i thought that might be the topic um and it turns out you can't actually make these things yourself you have to really know what you're doing and it requires some expensive equipment but you can actually do that stuff and then you know so as i'm looking through i started to see some posts in his history that kind of alarmed me right Hmm. um some conspiracy type stuff And I'm just like Okay right <laughs> Good go and Reddit You know Like just yeah. like Weird stuff But <clears throat> then I came across Something that he posted About uh, The people that Live in his building uh, Terrorizing Thanks. him <clears throat> And this is where I encountered a term That I had not seen before And it's what started me Doing research Okay um, He referred to them As gang stalkers That Term was new to me.
1: I'm never I had never heard of it. I you asked me last night if I had heard of it, but I have not.
0: Um I had never heard of it before. The subreddit was called R slash gang stalking. Okay. So that's like the post was very core to the purpose of like what the the subreddit is dedicated to. Yeah, he was was posting
1: on on that subreddit because of that.
0: Um I didn't know what it meant until I started looking into the forum and, and then the more I read I found uh, there's you know, other web pages dedicated to it uh, News articles dedicated to it I didn't know that this community ever existed But this particular one is around 15,000 members And it's not the only one like it And I thought after doing a little bit of research It was just worth talking about And in some ways this will feel I think like a rehash Of some of the stuff we've talked about in the past
1: <clears throat> Alright
0: But I also thought it was worth bringing some awareness to Okay Um and it just kind of alarmed me. So that's why we're here. Now, yeah. that's why I'm about to waste your time <laughs>
1: for <laughs> once again
0: for half an hour to 45 minutes about something uh, called gang stalking.
1: Thank you for coming to our TED talk. <laughs> um,
0: mm-hmm. So, like I said, I didn't know what that was. So I looked it up. Uh, the subreddit, first of all, the subreddit, as most subreddits do, it has a sidebar dedicated to like what the subreddit is, right? Mm-hmm. They describe it as. Gang stalking is an umbrella term describing a series of techniques utilized by a group to instill mental instability within a victim with the intent to discredit, sabotage, harass, extort, and even drive a victim to suicide.
1: Okay, so it's like an extreme targeted version of gaslighting
0: and harassment. Yes, Uh, a victim of gang stalking can have their reputation, credibility, careers, relationships and entire life put into ruins. So that sounds kind of like grandiose, right? I mean, that sounds like big.
1: It's weird because like, I believe that that actually does happen. Like, I, I believe that it does.
0: I believe people are like <clears throat> ma- mass harassed kind of right by by yeah. people. Primarily, I feel like online.
1: And I feel like a lot of times it's like cults and stuff. I mean, I would say like Scientologists participated in those kinds of things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, right. Th- like. Groups like that have definitely done these kinds of things.
0: So I think <clears throat> it's not that it doesn't exist, but I think in context, there. I mean, there's more. Like, Because I was like, OK, what kind of victims? Like, who are the people that are singled out for gang stalking? Or more importantly, who are the perpetrators? Yeah. And why? <clears throat> you know? I mean, like, if I've never heard of...
1: It, th- it seems like a... It's weird because it seems like a term... It's like a little too general. You can apply it to anyone to <laughs> l- anything, you know? Yeah. It's not like a specific enough thing.
0: Well, yeah, that's, I mean, so, <clears throat> yes. And that's kind of why I was like, what is this? What is this forum for? Like, why does this exist? Uh, you know, I thought maybe it was like a support group f- for people who feel terrorized by like, like gangs. Yeah. Like actual gangs. That's what I thought. But it's not that. Um, yeah. I thought maybe it was just for people who felt terrorized and were looking looking to for other people, you know?
1: OK, so this reference will be lost on you. But okay. this makes me think of the show Pretty Little Liars. Like, if I were to say, like, OK, give me an example of gang stalking, yeah. I would say Pretty Little Liars this is an example of someone doing gang stalking, which is like a group of... Young teenage girls start getting text messages seemingly knowing their every move and every secret they've ever had and kind of terrorizing them, pushing them to make decisions they wouldn't normally make, blackmailing them and uh, putting them in dangerous situations in which they are afraid to like go to the police or parents or authority figures and it seems at first they think it's one person, but it may be more than one person working together okay. to do this to them. That's what comes to mind when I think of this.
0: I think that's what's being described is like, you know, <laughs> some conspiracy of people unseen and unnamed who are all in on, you know, manipulating and torturing somebody.
1: Also, Pretty Little Liars has a bullshit ending. I don't buy it. And <laughs> I didn't like it.
0: Um, (laughs) so I started looking at what people were saying was happening to them. Yeah. What, what gang stalking looked like to them because it turns out, yes, this is full of people claiming they've been gang stalked.
2: Right. Mm -hmm.
0: Here's some effects, um, included tinnitus, thinning hair, suddenly having to pass stools. Do
1: they not normally?
0: And like suddenly,
1: Okay, but like I have that sometimes, and I don't think anyone's making me
0: do it. Also, eye floaters were listed. Also, L- have those little floaties in your eye? Well, you might have been. Gang are stalked. you
1: gang stalking me?
0: The thing is, <clears throat> oh, I mean, there's more. Okay, so okay,
1: the floaters in her eyes are just protein. It's just like it's protein that's coagulated. Like it, it's
0: right. Like what we're seeing. In that list of effects are things that happen, A, to a lot of people and yeah. B, for no, no, n- no caused reason, right? Like,
1: uh, like no sure, external your, your influence. Your hair can thin for many reasons. One is just natural aging. But a person genetics, probably
0: can't do that to you. Shy of str- poisoning I mean, stress you. stress
1: and poison could do it. Malnutrition could do it. But right. like, that's. I guess if they put Nair in your shampoo, they could do it. But that's a little, like, obvious.
0: (laughs) Right. But you see what I mean. Like, these are things that could be attributed to... These are things that happen
1: to lots of people.
0: Right. Um, Someone else complained about getting weird phone calls and text messages uh, with no one on the other end, or, like, you know, text messages with weird numbers in them. Uh, Someone complained that they overheard people (laughs) saying things about them that no one could know. They overheard someone talking about them about things that no one could know. So... The more you read, the stranger it gets. And it feels like people basically trading notes on paranoia. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um so
1: It feels bad, man.
0: It does feel bad, man. And that's where I want to establish that right now here. Um, this is not I'm not mm. doing this episode to come after people who think they're being gang stalked. Yeah. Quite the opposite. Yeah. This episode is not in, you know, uh, sort of ridicule of that community. I'm genuinely concerned about what's going on here. Yeah. Um, I did some researching on this outside of Reddit.
1: Mm hmm. Uh, this Always is where, a good thing to do.
0: Right. This is where I had to be like, OK, does anyone else know that this is a thing? <clears throat> yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and I felt like I should have heard this term before. Just if there's like, you know, I, I guess. Ten or fifteen thousand people on Reddit is not that many, yeah. But it—I don't know—it just surprised me. I hadn't heard of the, something this serious. The right? The
1: internet makes it easy to find your people.
0: Yes, it absolutely does. Um, <clears throat> and so I quickly found that there's lots of uh, websites dedicated to this. Um, I also found that there have been articles written <laughs> as long ago as you know, like six years ago. Not a brand new term.
1: What kind of articles?
0: I'll get there. But the New York Times did one. The, okay. The uh, the biggest one that I found was by the New York Times. Um. So it seems like people who believe that they're being gang stalked have constructed around themselves a kind of like, like a, a somewhat of a narrative of victimhood, right? Mm-hmm. And in fact, you know how uh, Reddit dedicates uh, – there's a little space dedicated to how many people are here. Uh, you know on the subreddit right now and they mm-hmm. They give them names like you know Like uh, there's nicknames or whatever so like it'll be Like uh, oh, I can't think of a good example uh, It's but like
1: They call their their members something Specific
0: yeah they give them a generality <laughs> name And so on this subreddit it's it pro- Protagonists They call yeah. themselves protagonists So mm-hmm. you know uh, you know 30 Protagonists here now
1: mm-hmm. I dislike that
0: well, yeah, that's that concerned me because it's it's a little bit too on the nose, isn't it? If, yeah. If there's if there's I don't know. They, I think that probably the community has mm-hmm. some awareness of. The fact that. Their stories put them at the center of a big story. Yeah. And so you could see yourself mm-hmm. as the protagonist in some story that is, you know, being, you know, besieged by outside forces. Right. Mm-hmm. The fact that it said that in the description of active members kind of caught me off guard. It was just like too self-aware almost. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, so there's this, it's, it's it's a narrative thing. And I think that they interpret a lot of things that most people would just see as mundane or coincidence or just not even coincidence, just a thing that happened as proof of conspiracy.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, they refer to themselves as targeted individuals so that's the name for someone who's being gang stalked or T.I.'s for short. But I think of T.I. when I think of that. So I refuse to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but they they call themselves targeted individuals.
1: I will say this is like there's <coughs> a theme and a trope that's used in TV shows that like always bothers me mm-hmm. is this kind of thing where it's like. It's that
2: theme <laughs> <of me. laughs>
1: where Where it's. It's like somewhat credible or like it could happen to people. Mm -hmm. It has happened to people, Mm -hmm. but probably isn't happening to the greater population. It's like a really like deep in the back of my mind, fear of mine, that something like that would happen to me and no one would believe me Well, that's because of stuff
0: like this. I mentioned it later in here, but like, I think everyone probably when pressed has a healthy fear of like not being believed. Yeah, I think it's actually kind of my guess is it goes all the way back to being a child and like, you know, he hit me, whatever. Go to stop bothering me. You know why? Yeah. You know, the like, kids not being believed or not taken seriously is like infuriating. Right. It's like that, like that where you get that need for justice, mm-hmm. you know?
1: Yes. As someone with like an outsized need for justice part of my brain mm. and a uh, long standing paranoia and fear of people talking about me and whispering and all that. I get it.
0: A lot of the stuff comes, I think from childhood. Yeah. It comes from a time when we are too small and too uh, powerless to insist on being believed and taken seriously. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's a normal, I think it's a reasonable fear on some level, mm. but when you, ex- when you externalize it to, Everyone around you is part of a scheme against you.
1: It's the Truman Show.
0: Yes, they they actually acknowledge <laughs> on some level that there's a Truman Show esque, you know, parallel. But that's, I mean, it, one of the big things is that it's unfalsifiable. Yeah. On some level, I cannot convince you that the person that cut me off in traffic didn't do it. Just to add 5% to my stress meter today because they're trying to ruin my life. And I can't prove it either. Yeah. But I couldn't really disprove it because they're gone now. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? And um, I just think it's like.
1: Here's my thing. Mm-hmm. that hmm uh, That it's easy to like forget throughout your day to day. Mm-hmm. Most people don't care about you that much.
0: That's, yes, exactly.
1: And I don't mean that in like a mean pointed way at anybody. I just mean like the way that you're super concerned about your day-to-day and how you're coming off to other people and what you're doing and if that person thought that everyone has that narrative in their head about themselves. And so almost no one is really that concerned about the fact that you looked at them and maybe you had a weird look on your face like yeah. because they didn't even notice because they were thinking about the fact that they accidentally cut someone off in traffic earlier.
0: <laughs> right. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, right. like everyone's got their own story and they're in the middle. Of I
1: it. can't tell you how many times I've like fretted over something little and ended up going to someone and being like, hey, I am really sorry. And they're like, <laughs> what? Wait, you did what? <laughs> I didn't even notice.
0: It's funny. Remember that story I told you about being at work, eating lunch, and I spaced out, staring at that girl across the room. Wasn't even, didn't even mean to. And then I realized she was looking back at me and I was just kind of like (laughs) clocked out looking at her. Yeah. (laughs) she's, and then I was like, oh god, I guess I have to get a new job now. I guess I have to go somewhere else.
1: I will say, (laughs) I will say masks are a good thing for me because I can't control my facial expressions. And so (laughs) the other day at work. I don't even remember who or why, like someone walked by and I made a real weird facial expression, but luckily all she could see was my eyes. And immediately after this happened, I turned to the person who was standing next to me. Don't even remember who it was. And I was like, man, sometimes I'm really glad we're wearing masks now. And she's like, why, why? And I was like, because I just made a real weird facial expression. And I'm glad no one could see it because I can't control this. But I don't have to worry about it because I have a mask on.
0: <laughs> so let's get back to this real quick. Yes. Um, basically, uh, <clears throat> I mentioned that the targeted individuals see themselves as the victim of like widespread harassment. Um. The other thing, uh, it's a common belief, but not universal among them, is that they're being targeted with energy weapons. Oh. Like – very frequently uh, They call them I think direct energy weapons Or DEW uh, And they tend to be Like low frequency Mountain dew Mountain Mountain dew <laughs> Operation mountain dew um, <clears throat> Yeah no they, they It's like they're They believe they're being Irradiated with some kind of Low frequency energy mm. Which is another thing That you can't disprove And e- e- With the right equipment You could But then would you even believe Yeah you know, I mean,
1: there's a lot of trapdoors.
0: Yeah, the whole thing is built in such a way as to well, of course, you couldn't detect the energy rays because they're too good, they're too and, smart, they and made the it thing undetectable. Is,
1: like arguing with these people and and trying to disprove them just proves their point more. Yeah, you're just with everyone else. You're on the side of the people trying to harass me.
0: Yes, yeah, exactly. That's it. And so <clears throat> that's the thing of like. They believe that this campaign of harassment exists to discredit them among their friends, family, relationships, work, everyone. Here's
1: my question. And
0: so that's part of how that if you if you step in and don't believe them.
1: Yeah, that's part of it.
0: You've been dis, you, they've been discredited to you.
1: Here's my question. What is their answer for why?
0: There is not commonly a good answer for that question. I think that um regard with regards to why i think one person i saw say something about like people like literally needing to take their energy or something like that so there's like kind of i don't know like weird magical kind of explanations for why and then there's other people who just believe that it's part of you know like a test or it's part of a program people uh the people who are in the gang stalking community frequently refer to like cointelpro and mk ultra and all these like secret government programs that have been used to like you know, suppress people, manipulate people, control people's brains. I mean, like it's tied to a lot of other types of strange conspiracy shit.
1: And those like. <sighs> this is like fuel. It's just ripe for this kind of well, paranoia some of the, some because of these, some of it's true. Exactly, some, of it's that's thing is,
0: some of it's true. Some of it's like the government wants to control your brain with lasers. So it's like when you start to get into. You know, why would the government ever do this? I don't know. Maybe they would. <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe they would if they could, but they're not. Is my is my point. Yeah. Um but are they? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Hearing myself say it out loud, I'm like, maybe the government is trying to harass people with brain lasers. I don't know.
1: The the thing is it's not that it's not feasible. It, they could be but most likely they aren't. And what really feels bad is like, instead of maybe like having someone look at this with them and, and be a little more logical and consider that there are reasons that they feel this way and like that they're experiencing a lot of paranoia and things like this, like looking into those things Instead, they're going to Reddit and finding a community that believes the same things that they believe and intensifying their feelings.
0: You are right in step with me because that's where we're going with this. And it's something I wanted to talk about is like. Think about pre-internet.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, before it was super easy to find and organize with people around an idea like it is now with the Internet. Before you like, you know, especially like something really, really fringe. Bless you. <laughs> like If you had some really fringe beliefs You had to work a little harder To find your people before the internet Yeah um, And you were more likely to be encountered with resistance By the people that you talked to regularly I feel like Yeah um, And you might be more likely to get um, you Bullied might, well, <laughs> For no, your beliefs Not bullied as much as like challenged and yeah. then you might be less certain of them, and it might be more likely that you might find treatment because so many people around you didn't validate that belief, right? Yeah. Um. I just feel like the reason I say we're treading familiar ground or this might feel like a, a little bit of a repeat on previous stuff we talked about on Goose Chase is because it reminds me very, very much of the way that incels meet and talk online, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So <sighs> – you might have, you know, in real life as an incel, right? You might have someone or a few people around you that, you, you, you know, share the, the the way that you feel about that kind of thing.
1: I think it also the incel thing has a similar thread of like kind of viewing themselves as the good guy, the protagonist.
0: The victim in the story. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I do, too. Um, and I think that. With the Internet. You're able to seek out validating people Mm -hmm. for most anything that you think. Um, It's I don't think it was impossible (laughs) pre-internet for people to like find people that shared the same paranoid beliefs they had. But it was a little harder, I think. And I think Mm -hmm. if you can immediately, you know, at the end of the day, sit down with your support group of 15,000 people and talk about the things that happened to you today that no one else believes um are part of some big conspiracy against you, I think you're more likely to hang on to that belief and to become more certain of that belief, yeah, you know what I mean um I think that in particular and a lot a lot of these a lot of these beliefs feel like expressions of schizophrenia,
1: yeah, they do
0: right so in particular, I think one more of the like reasons
1: just i mean paranoia is. Common in a lot of mental illnesses, but Mm. obviously schizophrenia is one.
0: I didn't know that the DSM discontinued the (laughs) the five sort of separate uh, expressions of schizophrenia. I always thought paranoid schizophrenia uh, was still a thing, but I guess the DSM merged them all into one Mm. uh, in the last like seven years or something. I didn't
1: know that either.
0: Yeah, so I guess because they found it difficult, if not. It, at times impossible. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, and enough of the expressions of it were similar enough that they decided to merge it into just a generalized definition of schizophrenia. But the point I'm the point I'm making is that schizophrenia is difficult to treat for a lot of reasons, not the least of which is that it is like insulating unto itself. You know, you're experiencing phenomena that are real to you. <laughs> and so therefore, in some way, real. And other people not acknowledging them builds an inherent distrust in other people. Yeah. And when you add other people into that mix, I think that effect is multiplied. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And there's also like, there's also paranoid personality disorder. Like that's also another thing that is a real mental health condition, which lends itself to feeling these ways. And then you go into an echo chamber. Right. And you tell the other people who lean towards thinking the same things you do about all this stuff. And it's just like, I just think it's got to be makes very, you very... feel bolstered. Right. Like, yes. And justified and
0: Val- validation.
1: Validated.
0: Yeah. I think that that's a, a really dangerous component of letting. I don't know. How do you put it? Like. Obviously, people expressing themselves freely to other people, you know, uh, that's that's a freedom of expression thing. You know, it's a freedom of speech thing. And like you don't want to take people's ability to speak freely. But do do we really need to provide such an easy way for people to possibly be worsening, you know, like it's hard
1: because especially in this country. And in a lot of countries, but in this country, we don't have a very good way to address mental health Mm -hmm. and like groups like parts of Reddit and other places on the internet don't help if they're just like feeding into things. Not to say that every member of this group has a mental health condition. No, you can't diagnose people. I'm sure many of them don't, but some of them
0: probably do. I would. I feel confident in saying most people who believe that everyone in their life is following them, paying attention exclusively to them, and out yeah. to ruin them are suffering from some either diagnosed or undiagnosed medical mental condition. Yeah. I feel confident saying that. It's um,
1: very possible in that case.
0: But a, another thing about gang stalking and the community and it's – and it's terminologies is that there is a, there's an already predefined concept of false diagnoses of schizophrenia. I was going to
1: say it's, it's easy to dismiss it within that group of people because, well, this is what the gang stalkers do. They try to
0: get you diagnosed. So no yeah. one will believe you. Yeah. This is what I mean when I mention unfalsifiability. Yeah. There's a lot of, of belief built in. To insulate people from the possibility that they need treatment.
1: Yeah. And it's that much harder when you build up that kind of narrative around it. Mm -hmm. It's that bigger of a wall between like people who actually need mental health health interventions from getting them even Mm -hmm. down the line. Like that is a huge barrier. Mm -hmm.
0: That's really upsetting. It is upsetting. Um, And I'm about to get a little bit more upsetting before I back up and talk more generally about the thing. Um, (laughs) But and this is where I really want to make a distinction that like this does not mean that someone will become violent. Yeah. People do, but not everyone, maybe not even most people. But like there is a potential for this thing to amplify. Into like well,
1: a violent resistance. Well, it validates people and and makes fee- people feel justified in their actions because they think they're the victim.
0: Right. So, if you've got enough people telling you that this is that this is real, you know, and you, and you start to believe that, how far of a jump is it for you to say I need to defend myself? Yeah. Um, I do not want to be misinterpreted as demonizing the mentally ill. Yeah. I don't want, you know, my my the talking about this to be misinterpreted that way. But the, the point I'm making, the reason I'm talking about this is that. There's a reason that maybe people need to you know, like, you know, groups like, you know, like maybe Reddit and Twitter and other online, you know, means of these people finding each other need to consider doing something about it. Um, because I think it's it's just important to focus on what, the the natural conclusion of believing in something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I'm giving all this disclaimer is that I want to talk about uh, Aaron Alexis, who was the shooter that killed 12 people at the Washington Navy Yard in 2013. Do you remember when that happened?
1: I honestly don't. So, Which feels bad. No. I should. <laughs> well, the thing is, we have so many shootings. How many
0: mass shootings can you honestly remember? <laughs> it's really remember? fucking disappointing. Yeah, it's like depressing what you don't remember. But yeah, so uh, he was uh, the shooter that killed 12 people at the Washington Navy Yard, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, A lot of people in the gang stalking community seem to think he was a member of the community. Um, he like was, that
1: he was being gang stalked.
0: Yes. So he... Um, had left behind a note after uh, and it wasn't clear that it was meant to be found by anyone either. It wasn't like a manifesto or anything, mm-hmm. but they had found a note that uh, he had claimed he was subject to ultra low frequency attack for three months. Um, Yeah, the the uh, the acronym. I'm not sure where they get the E. Maybe it's extremely low frequency. ELF is what they call it. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, he said, to be perfectly honest, that is what has driven me to this. Um, and on the shotgun that he used in the shooting, he had etched words into the surface of the, the barrel, mm-hmm. including my ELF weapon and to the torment. Not what y'all say and better off this way. Mm. Um. And I'm mentioning that just to just to be like, okay, like, in particular, the mention of ELF. Yeah. Is like really specific. Um, it's like a f- frequently referred to by people who think they're being gang stalked. Mm-hmm. So like the terminology doesn't feel like an accident to me. Yeah. Um. And if you feel like you're being tormented for months with energy rays into your head and you think you know who's doing it and you really can't stand existing. And you feel validated that that's real, yeah. You it all it almost flows logically that you have to go and defend yourself.
1: It yeah, it makes sense that that would be a next step.
0: Yeah. So the reason I if, if
1: if, if uh, you feel like you're. <laughs> Like, you are the victim and you're constantly being manipulated and everyone is against you. Mm -hmm. Or at least, you know, there are specific people you think you know are against you and turning everyone else against you. Yeah. Eventually, you would hit a breaking point. You can't live your life feeling like you're suffering and everyone's out to get you and doing nothing about it. And I'm sure groups like that don't just say well, yeah, this is really bad and it sucks, but you know what we do next? We do nothing about it and we let it happen for the rest of our lives. Like, that's not the point of groups like that is weather the storm, boys. Right. It's, it's you know, raise arms, defend yourself.
0: It's, it, an analogy would be if there was a van parked out in front of your house and no one <laughs> acknowledged it was there and it kept pumping poison into your home and you were slowly dying, how long would it be before you... Took up violence to get that van out of your like off of your uh, off your block. Do you know what I mean? Like, how long would it yeah. be before you're like, I'm going to die? So. Yeah. I, um, I'm just I'm mentioning all this just to say that, like. This is the kind of threat that allowing like constant reinforcement yeah. of this idea creates
1: These kinds, it seems likely that these kinds of ideologies have led to acts of violence in the past.
0: Now, I think most of the people on, in groups like this don't want to hurt anybody. Yeah. And they're pleading for someone to take them seriously. Yeah. Um, and there's even, they even have like a targeted individual's awareness day. It's in like August. Like they have like, like an attempted outreach. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think most of them are afraid that they're being pushed towards suicide. Yeah. Because they're feeling suicidal. hmm Because they're feeling the like stress. Like out to get them. Yeah. So, like.
1: I, I really feel like there's two natural end games of this. Yeah. It's either, because they're not actually getting help, because I think that what is actually help isn't help. hmm and they're just getting more more fuel to the fire and no resolution to it. The natural end game would be that they do end their lives because they are desperate.
0: People are likely to either hurt someone else or themselves. that they
1: lash out and hurt somebody.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think like probably. Like, there's
1: no positive resolution if this mindset continues.
0: I think most people probably just do nothing and suffer. That's really. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many people end up getting treatment. I think. <laughs> I, who can even possibly guess? But like. Yeah. Like, probably most people uh, are suffering and hoping for an end to this suffering. Yeah. And just, like, hoping that they will be left alone. And I think some people do. I saw a post from someone who they had just been left alone. And they were like, I don't know what's happening, but they've stopped stalking me. I don't, I mean.
1: It becomes part of your narrative. Mm-hmm. And then if that changes or your perspective changes, it's still an ingrained part of your narrative. Mm -hmm. So it's like, even if it's the nastiest friend ever, it's the friend that's not there anymore. Right. It's like, maybe they weren't nice to you and they were really shitty, but now you don't have anybody. Mm -hmm. And it's weird that you don't have anybody when you at least had someone. Mm -hmm. They were fucking your life up, but they were there and
0: now they're not. I think this is probably a good time to mention that, like, I found legitimate threats on the gang stalking community. Yeah. And it concerned me enough. I actually sent an email to some police because there is, I mean, like, I found found a post threatening, you know, to burn the apartment building down. Yeah. And it read credibly to me. And I don't know if that's actionable information, but I sent an email to the police. Yeah. Because I think when you read something like that, you have to you have to at least do your duty to try to inform somebody if it feels real to you.
1: As people who have read and watched and listened to a lot of true crime, we both know of like innumerable instances in which after the fact of a tragedy, people were like, well... He said he was going to do this thing, she said she was going to do this thing, but we never took it seriously because they said it all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, people don't reach a breaking point until they've reached the breaking point. Right. And if something sounds credible and to you it did, I mean it listed enough details, it listed a time frame, it listed obviously they had their justifications.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got I mean I got town, I got like um approximate time frame i got uh you know when you read this in the news don't feel bad for them like it felt like very pointed and specific threats yeah and more to my point about the whole thing most places on the internet wouldn't tolerate that kind of thing without being like uh no that's a bad idea yeah but the insular nature of a community of people validating each other that way.
1: Yeah, no one a challenges group it. That feels like you're the protagonist, and of course you're justified in reaction because they're manipulating you and harassing you first. Yeah, in trying to make you kill yourself. Right. Of course, they don't stop that kind of thinking.
0: Um, so I want to move on briefly to say that I don't necessarily know what all the right things are to do about <laughs> this, but one of the articles that I I pulled up in my research was a medium post about someone talking about the history of gang stalking, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things they noted is that, for example, one thing Reddit could do would be that it would require people to, uh, you know, there's a, there's a, um, a way that a subreddit can be sort of. Uh, Configured such that you have to be invited Personally In order to read posts and engage in posts So one of the things that could do Is People couldn't just wander in And read a series of You know posts from other people that Are possibly worsening their own situation Right? Yeah You'd have to be specifically invited into the community That might discourage like the growth And the spread of that kind of You know ways of thinking Uh, Twitter could de index certain hashtags, um, which, you know, doesn't limit anyone from speaking, but it does just make it harder to find material yeah. related to what your particular obsession is. Right. So in this case, you know, you, they could de index hashtags around gang stalking or, and, or
1: EMF or whatever it was called yeah, not ELF. EMF. <laughs> <laughs> ELF, yeah. Uh, D index EMF, too. Who cares?
0: <laughs> but yeah, no, like they, there's things that they could do not to limit people's ability to, you know, speak or express or whatever, but just to make it less likely to spread possibly dangerous ideas yeah. to an audience that I think is vulnerable to them. Um. And yeah, I don't know. I just feel like we've, I feel like we've, Talked about it to death, but just to round it out again, this is, I think, a problem with, you know, the way that the Internet helps fringe groups, you know, get fed and multiplied um, and just to become more extreme versions of those. Yeah, when
1: when you have multiple people, it's like a known effect. If you have multiple people bouncing an idea off each other. Yeah, it's more likely to get extremized than if you have like two people talking about it. Yeah, exactly. If if you feel bolstered by a group, if you feel justified, if you feel vindicated and there's no one in that group that doesn't, there's no one questioning it, it's more likely to go to the most extreme response than to something more moderate. Mm -hmm. It's more likely that a person's going to say, hey, this is what I'm going to do to take action to stop this from happening and other people are going to be like, either say nothing or be like, yeah, do it. Cause I get it. Like, yeah, it's you don't have anyone talking you down because the whole point of a group like that is to reinforce what's happening. And so because they are sick and tired of everyone in their life telling them it's not real.
0: Yeah. Right. I don't know. But I mean,
1: sometimes you need to be told that,
0: um, I, I want to kind of round out, At the end of this, because I'm mostly done um, and talk about the I briefly alluded to this idea of redefining language and redefining, you know, concepts in such a way that I think is further isolating. Right. You see it with like you see with cults and, you know, uh, uh, like like changing
1: people's language. And
0: yeah, like when you start to. Alter what words, you know, like common words and phrases and ideas mean. What they you really know. mean. Yeah. When you when you introduce those ideas, you start to, you know, change people, the way people see the world. And when mm-hmm. you introduce like concepts that most people would not occur to most people, they start to look for them and identify them and become part yeah. of their reality um
1: it's it's like the thing where like if you hear a word you've never heard before and it's like something unique and then all of a sudden you're hearing it everywhere well you're not really it just like you just noticed it
0: yeah you're just now aware of it
1: but it's that kind of thing like now it's a reinforced idea in your head and you're gonna be looking for it
0: Mm -hmm. um so i want to refer to uh this piece of uh Terminology from a website that was called, I think, stopgangstalkingcrimes.com, which had a big list of what it called terms and tactics. Mm -hmm. You know, things that gang stalkers will do to people and uh, terminology and words related to that, right? Mm -hmm. And one of them was this uh, concept of street theater, they call it. Street theater is um, carefully scripted harassment by neighbors and strangers, especially but can include harassment by family, friends, and co-workers. These skits are designed to keep a target at a high-stress level, but are crafted so that outside observers are likely to wave the skits off as the brakes. The cumulative effect of such skits can be crushing to sensitive victims. Noise, crowding in person or on the highway, stealing items from a shopping cart while in the checkout line, and kids sent to hang out in front of, stare, make noise in front of a victim's house, or putting strange items on the lawn as the victim drives by, such as a vacuum cleaner. This, this, the reason I read that to you is you just read a bunch of somewhat ordinary and somewhat strange events that most people would not interpret as having a, anything to do with themselves, as having anything to do with them. And if, this is your lens in the world. If this is how you see the world, how could it ever be disproven to you? Yeah. If someone leaving a vacuum in a lawn is about you, how could you ever prove to someone it wasn't? Yeah. Like if you're willing to commit to meaning behind that level of meaninglessness, this I think illustrates how hard it can be to escape thinking like that. Um
1: also how do they expect me to clean up my dirt? <sighs>
0: How do they expect me to vacuum my lawn? <laughs> I'm not trying to hurt anyone, I'm just trying to vacuum my lawn.
1: No, yeah, it's um
0: it's just to me, that that in particular <laughs> kind of puts a point on how far people are able to go to make just ephemera in the world about their life.
1: Yeah, those those examples are very telling.
0: Yes. I mean I think it's really... People
1: talking outside of your house or apartment, like, you live in an apartment. Yeah. People are going to talk outside of it.
0: But then it also, part of what about that stood out to me is, like, someone taking an item out of your cart in the grocery store, like, that's a really weird thing to do, too. Yeah. And maybe that happened to someone, and it stuck out so much that they're still talking about it, right? Yeah. Or maybe they were being bullied by someone. Yeah. Because... They're the person in town that people think is off. Yeah. And so maybe they're already the subject of some actual abuse. And then they have to contend with this idea that maybe the whole world is in on it. Yeah. It just it bothered me and it put like a it just kind of put it rounded up the whole thing for me in a way that. I don't know. I don't know how I would. I wouldn't know how to talk to someone about that. I wouldn't know how to convince someone that the vacuum cleaner on the lawn has nothing to do with them.
1: There isn't a great way to change someone's mind if there's if they're convinced about something. Yeah. Um the best thing you can do is to find the things you agree with and to mm-hmm. be supportive of them as much as you can without reinforcing their beliefs.
0: I mean, you would you would want to be An anchor to reality in that person's life. And you would want to say, listen, I promise you, I know that this seems scary, but it's not about you. And that's my whole point is that's not what these subreddits or different websites are for. Yeah. They perform the opposite of that. Yeah. And I don't know if this was a waste of time or not, (laughs) but it felt important to me.
1: It does feel important. It's another expression
0: of the Internet not making things better for people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I think the internet has done some good and the internet has done a lot for connecting people. But sometimes the way it doesn't, it does that is not a good thing.
0: It allows anything legitimacy. It allows everything legitimacy. And on some level, that's our national problem right now. Everything's true, nothing is false. Believe what you want because everything's a grab bag.
1: And again, on the internet, we have a, like, somewhat extremized group of people trying to find places where they can go reinforce each other's beliefs. So we have people Yeah. not that I think Facebook is good. We've people right. leaving yeah, places talk about, like talk Facebook about and going to yeah, yeah. Is it parlour or parlay.
0: Parlay. It's it's French. It means okay. to speak.
1: Um but we we have people moving to places like parlay and and I'm sure there are more. Yeah. Because they don't want people who don't agree with them to not agree with them. Yeah. And I get that it feels really good to just be reinforced by the people who understand you. I get that. Yeah. Within our little worlds and our little groups, we have that too. We have a lot of like-minded individuals around us. Mm-hmm. But... You also, as an adult human being in the real world, have to contend with people not sharing the same ideas as you, sh- as you do. Yeah, as you have.
0: And the and the less criticism you subject your ideas, your worldview, your beliefs, the less you let those things be challenged. It's dangerous. It's just not good for you. You got to eat your fucking vegetables. I mean, like I don't know how else to say it. Sometimes you got to hear someone who doesn't agree with you and try to find a way. To respectfully disagree.
1: Yeah. Some sometimes you have to question your beliefs.
0: Yeah. I guess it just, is
1: not healthy to not examine yourself and the reason you believe things. Yeah. It's not healthy. It's not normal. <laughs> and in to go into any any group, any environment. Where like you have a specific belief and everyone there does too and no one's telling you it's wrong and they're only enforcing you. Yeah. Is very dangerous.
0: You know, it's funny because I, for years now, have contended that Facebook is super bad for us and is designed to amplify us and make us angrier and worse, right? And it is. But at the very least, it put us in the same room.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now we're all going to our own separate rooms. I mean, that's what it feels like. That's where that's going. Like, if people can self select the, the, to, to, uh, t- to like a high degree of specificity, the, uh, acoustics of their echo chamber, we're yeah. in trouble. Yep. <sighs> so, anyway, on that very positive note, <laughs> that's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's sometimes it feels like everything. All the problems awful. are the same problem. No, I mean like everything's <laughs> the same problem. Sometimes it feels well,
1: like, yeah, because they are. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the, you see it on a micro scale, and then you start to see it in the broader mm-hmm. reality. It's because oh, you know, you notice it. Yeah. You start to notice it, I but just, it starts small, and then it applies to the broader. Percentage of the population
0: Yeah I'm just starting to think That so much Of every single problem We have Has to do with How we inform ourselves How we discourse With each other And How we How we separate Ourselves
1: Those things are very important Those (sighs) things are very important And they They do affect A lot of things
0: Um And there's nothing funny About this topic Or this episode And I I didn't yeah, think there, there would be, but it just, got, be more, much joking, it just got more and more serious. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, uh, I mean, that's that's a thing. This this has always kind of existed on some level. There's always been the guy that swears that he's being followed by the helicopter or that the, there's been G-men in a black car following him around. Those people have always been plagued with those fears. The, the paranoia that's been a part of the human condition for a long time.
2: Mm hmm
0: but it just, it feels like it used to be harder to find people that would tell them they were right. Yeah. Also, you might be followed by someone might be followed by G-Man. That's the other thing. Maybe that happens, but not like this. It
1: it does happen, but it, it doesn't happen all the time. It doesn't (sighs) happen to that many people.
0: Yeah. The world is not the Truman show designed to, to torture you, you know? And it, it troubles me that there's no way to really show someone that there's no way to talk someone out of that. They have to want to escape. Yeah. <sighs> feels uh <laughs> feels bad man.
1: It is bad. It does feel bad man.
0: Um I guess <laughs> I wanted to find a way to not end on a depressing note, but that's. We just kinda... kept
1: looking, ba- looking, looking. Just kept looking. Just lo- kept looping back around. Yeah, to right. Feeling poopy.
0: Uh, yeah. On the flip side, it was a really cool hologram I saw on Reddit. <laughs> it yeah. was pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> Highly recommend the Black Magic Fuckery subreddit.
1: A simple hologram led you here.
0: Yep. My nose will not stop running, and it is driving me nuts. Thank you. Some paper towels. Yes, because we don't have tissues. Because we're like mole people. I don't know.
1: Usually, when your nose is really runny, you start to carry a roll of toilet paper around <laughs> with you.
0: <laughs> I do. It just follows me around the house.
1: And I know because I'll look over and there'll be a random roll of toilet
0: paper by the chair that Dave huh. normally sits in. Dave must be feeling funny lately. My <laughs> That's a funnier note. Uh, let's end on that. Um, if if you're out there and you're still listening, uh, hope you're not too depressed. Uh, Um, uh, thanks for listening to this episode next week. Uh, no, next two weeks.
1: Mm -hmm. I'll do something
0: completely different.
1: Who knows what it will be (laughs) because I don't know what it will be.
0: Right. I didn't know what this would be until like six o'clock on Friday. And then it just manifested itself to me. Yes, I really hope I get an email back from the police. I do too. I will update if I do. I just yeah. felt like it's crazy. You know, people say all kinds of things online.
1: Well, you came to me yesterday asking if you should. You, yeah. He didn't tell me the topic or specifically like what was going on. He just told me he felt like he saw this credible threat. Yeah, told me what it was, and I after hearing you tell more yeah <laughs> about the details of the topic, I agree even more wholeheartedly.
0: Yeah. I mean I've still been a little bit vague just because I don't want to say everything on the podcast. But, right. But like I feel like when someone's like, I live here, this is what I'm going to do. I'm gonna do it in this amount of time and this you'll is see why. it and you're gonna see it in the news. That feels bad man. Yeah. Um and I just didn't think I could let that go without just telling, like, hey, does anyone want to look at this? Yeah. Then I've done my well, as Well,
1: as I expressed to you yesterday, you have handed the information over to the people who get to make those decisions. Right. And if you hadn't, they wouldn't have been able to get to make that decision to pursue it or not. Exactly. So now they can make an informed decision on whether or not they think it's legitimate and can look into that and right. see if it is. Exactly. And if it's not, great.
0: <sighs> so we'll let you know if we hear anything back on that, obviously. And uh, in the meanwhile, thank you for listening to Goose Chase.
1: Goose Chase, <laughs> your lighthearted little podcast. Just that cap on the couple weeks that we've had.
0: We'll see you in a couple of weeks with another episode. Thank you, as always, for listening. Bye bye.
1: Bye bye. been listening to goose chase we are goose chase podcast on facebook and twitter on twitter our handle is at goose chase pod and our website is www.goosechasepodcast.com
0: if you have any topics you'd like us to research please email us at goosechasepodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com if you like what we do on the show please rate and review us on itunes and google play
1: want to go on a goose chase
0: Ooh, yes